Hey everyone, and welcome to the Right Now podcast, the student ministry podcast here at Ridgecrest Baptist Church. And today we are excited because our guest is the one and only Hannah Seals. Hannah, how are you? I'm great. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> are you really excited to be here? Like I am. one to ten. Be honest with us. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven off the radar for the podcast. <laughs> today, Hannah. So tell our listeners as we begin today, just a brief snippet, Twitter bio. Are you on Twitter? No, I'm not. Okay, good. Don't be on Twitter. But <laughs> if you were on Twitter and you had a Twitter bio, tell us about yourself. Oh, okay. I'm Hannah. I am 17 and I'm a senior and I have no idea where I'm going to go to college, but I'm involved in a lot of stuff. I am a worship leader here at Ridgecrest and I am the distinguished young woman of Houston County and the Alabama senior beta president. And those are the kind of things I would put in my bio on Twitter. <laughs> Broxton, we are in the presence of a distinguished young woman today on the podcast. How does that make you feel? Broxton doesn't talk a lot, so he didn't know Pretty that. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> I think it's a first. <laughs> it is a first. All right. Explain that just for a brief moment. You're distinguished a distinguished young woman. Young, well, woman. Yeah. <laughs> singular, okay. But explain um, the Distinguished women. young woman is a scholarship program for girls in their senior year of high school. Um, and they're basically just celebrating academic excellence. And so you compete at the local level. Um, so that's by county. So I competed for Houston County because obviously that's where I live. And you compete in interview and you do a fitness routine as well as an onstage question and a talent. And you also submit an essay and they judge your transcripts and ACT scores. Um, so I'm advancing to state, which is virtual this year. And I actually just finished submitting everything that I have to turn in last Sunday. So the only thing I have left to do is my interview in January. All right. So that is a Zoom type interview, I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So after that, being that it's virtual, once that's complete, when is the day that they make their announcements and stuff um in late january we will have a virtual program so i'll have like a watch party of some sort and we will like watch all of the videos that girls from all over the state have submitted for all these competitions and then we will find out who won or who placed and that is really important because um they give scholarship money <laughs> so um and the scholarships are about double at state what they were at the local level. Um, so I was very blessed with a generous amount of money at the local level. So I'm hoping that I can get a little bit more at state, but everyone I've met virtually is very talented. So we will see. And your mom and dad are also agreeing with that statement that you uh, have the opportunity to get a little more um, uh, scholarship money, whether it's uh, in the next level or just in general. I'm sure they would just take any scholarship money right <laughs> yeah. now at all that you can receive. So anyways, Hannah, well, I'm so excited again, as I've said, to have you on the podcast today. And this is a podcast entitled Right Now, and we focus on the verse from Ephesians chapter 5 that tells us to live as wise people, not unwise um, because the days are evil. And we say all the time the importance in this is uh, not looking past the moment and living your life right now for the glory of God. And we ask three questions every week, but there's also a fourth question that I surprise everybody with and mm -hmm. I make up on the spot. So mm -hmm. here's the here's the deal. Fourth question really quick before we get into the three serious questions. Mm -hmm. If you could go anywhere <clears throat> right now, money wasn't an issue, time wasn't an issue, 
I guess space was an issue. Where would you go and why? Ooh, I, this is an easy question. I want to go to the Grecian Islands um, because I'm basic and I've seen lots of cool Instagram posts and it just looks like a cool time. Plus, I'm obsessed with Mamma Mia and the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants movies. <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to go see everything in person. So tomorrow, that's where you would go. No questions asked. Who Would you take somebody with you? Yes, I would take my aunt. My aunt loves to travel. Um, she is a biology professor and she goes on scientific study um, almost every summer. Obviously, she didn't get to last summer. She right. might not get to this summer, <laughs> right. but um, she's been to the Czech Republic and she's supposed to go to India soon. And she's been to um, Puerto Rico. Why couldn't I think of that? She studied fungi in Puerto Rico. That's pretty cool. Anyway, and she always brings me cool little knickknacks, but we've talked about going to Greece together. So I would definitely take her with me. Oh, that sounds fun. So maybe one day we'll see the Instagram picture on your picture, uh, on your profile yeah. of um, you being in Greece and the rest of us will be jealous as well. I'm not going to talk about anything about uh, geography and location because on the last podcast I did a very horrible job of that and I also said the wrong number of states that were the in, in the United States of America so I just realized she didn't even go to Puerto Rico she went to Costa Rica she Costa studied Rica. fungi in Costa Rica not Puerto Rico <laughs> all right Excuse so me. we're we're having to fact check our own <laughs> self in the middle of the podcast today anyways Hannah let's jump on into the more serious questions and have a fun time talking about uh, living in the moment but the first question is, is this what is God teaching you right now this is a really loaded question for me. All of the questions that you've asked are really loaded questions for me. But um, if you had asked me a couple months ago this question, I would have said a whole lot of nothing because um, I just recently came out of what our pastor has referred to as a spiritual depression. And so during that time, I was experiencing um, a lot of feelings of just sadness and also apathy. So like feeling absolutely nothing. Um, there would be times that I would be hanging out with friends and family and then I would just be like, um, I want to be alone. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to be by myself. And it was just such a weird time because I'd never experienced feelings like that before. And during that time, like I remember, like, I mean, I would open my Bible and try to dive into the word and just would not feel connected to Christ like at all and would be reading scripture and just not, like I said, not connecting. And so what's really interesting is in that time where I felt so far from God, he was so close. And it's so interesting for me to look back now at what I was going through a couple months ago and see the many ways that he blessed me during that time, even though when I was living in that moment, I didn't feel any of that at all. And so from that, <clears throat> excuse me, from that, I've now come to a place where I'm not necessarily learning anything new, but I am being reminded of very like simple, basic surface level truths that you would learn as a new Christian that I've kind of forgotten and need to be reminded of. And so one of those things would be unconditional trust. And especially during the time that we've just recently gone through with the election, um, it has been so important for me to practice unconditional trust. And one thing I've really seen is that as I've prayed about this, God has given me many opportunities to practice it, which is amazing. And that also leads to um, consistency in prayer. And so that's another thing I'm really bad at is not praying consistently. And what's really cool is that, um, you know, I talk about 
practicing unconditional trust and to practice unconditional trust, I have to pray. I can't have one without the other because when I do find myself feeling very vulnerable, that is my go-to thing is to pray and to talk to God. And so those things kind of lead together yeah. as well as, I'm sorry, there's like four little things <laughs> that go into this. Keep it coming. You're good. As Keep well it coming. As censored speech, um, that I'll, I might talk about this later because it also ties in with the second question that you sent me. Um, but one thing that I found myself doing a lot is, I mean, when I say censored speech, I don't say like cussing, like that's not what I mean. I mean, like sometimes you just say things and it just wasn't really necessary. It's not that it was bad. It was just like, was I really supposed to talk then or was I supposed to listen? Because I am a big talker and listening is a struggle for me. And I've very much so been convicted of someone is coming to me and just trying to open up to me about a hard time and they really just need someone to listen and say hey like I'm here for you and I'm the kind of person that I listen and then I try to offer advice on something that I may have never gone through and it really bothers me when people do that to me yet I catch myself doing it to others um and then my last thing oh wait no I finished yeah my last thing that I had on my little bullet points was spiritual depression but I mentioned that already so yeah from my spiritual depression I've learned about um unconditional um trust, trust and <laughs> censored speech and consistency in prayer as well as um non-circumstantial faith because during my time of spiritual depression I was also very much so letting my circumstances determine my mood and my attitude and just my thoughts about my life and my outlook on life in general you know Hannah as you have these things that you've just listed listed to us you know it's clear that we go through things in life and it it's not all on the a mountaintop. There's the valleys and, and kind of everywhere in between. But what I hear from you as you're talking through this is it's all about the the journey that God's taking you on. And somebody told me a long time ago about from start to finish, it's all about that. It's about that journey that um, God's going to take you on different steps and different moments, but he's always He's trying to get you to where he wants you to be. Mm -hmm. um, and so go back for just a moment, and you mentioned something that I want you to just kind of share a little bit more about, if you can, for just a brief yeah. second. You mentioned about how you felt as if there was moments where God wasn't near, but there was a reality that he was closer mm -hmm. than he ever has been. So speak to that a little bit more of how did you get to a place? What made you realize that? What made you realize that God was as near as he's ever been in a moment where you felt like he was as far away as he could be? Yeah. So what's really funny is that like I see and hear from God in like the quirkiest little circumstances that are so like minute compared to like some like really big awesome story about oh like God like did this for me and brought me through this and I was like wow I see God like so clearly I mean like just today I took an economics test and I could not think of the answer to one of the questions and I was like I know I know this information and I just prayed I was like God please help me think of the answer to this problem. And literally like, as soon as I finished that prayer, like, boom, I had the answer. And I was that's like, cool. that's so cool. <laughs> but going back to this time of spiritual depression, um, the first example of this that comes to my mind is winning the local distinguished young woman program. That program um, was really challenging for me because there was aspects of it um, that I was not strong in. And I am so used to not really testing my boundaries and my limits as far as my abilities and that required me to test my limits on my abilities and so like I said I just wasn't connecting to God and 
I just during that specific time I was really overwhelmed and we were having rehearsals for the program um, very often and anyway I just wasn't I was it was such a busy time in my life and I ended up winning the program which was not at all what I was expecting if you can go back and watch the video of them announcing me that I won my face is just like complete and utter shock and surprise because I was like wait that's my name (laughs) (laughs) you just called my number so um but that's the first example that comes to mind and like I mean during that time before the program and everything I just you know just didn't feel him and just didn't you know see him in my life very much and then it was like whoa like God brought me through this whole program and allowed me to win and I get to use this platform for his glory excuse me I can't talk um and it was it was just so cool because it was like in that moment like I mean standing on that stage with that medal around my neck I was like oh my gosh like he's been here the whole time yeah that's so good that's so encouraging I think for all of us to to realize that in all the details even if he doesn't feel as if he's there he is near and uh the way he's working might not make sense to us might not be understandable to us but we can trust and know that he is um working as you speak of a platform uh hannah let's transition now to the second question and think about your generation how can god use you and your generation right now um for his glory this is a really great question because as soon as I, you know, started to think about this question, the first thing that came to mind is social media and how so many people in my generation misuse social media and just really don't understand how big of a platform they have because it is very easy to gain a large following on these platforms if you um, manipulate them to kind of work for you a little bit. So um, this kind of ties back into censoring your speech. Um, because like I said, I feel like a lot of people in our generation misuse this platform and it is such a great way to be able to glorify God is through your social media and what you share on your social media and how you talk on your social media. And I mean, just recently I was in a situation where I had a friend that was had to lose the opportunity because they shared something on their social media that was just not appropriate. And because of that, they lost this really awesome opportunity of something really cool that they were able to be a part of and they're not able to be a part of it anymore. Um, and so it's a really big deal to me to think, you know, before you post something, even if you think a lot of people aren't going to see it, um, you know, what exactly are you saying and what is your purpose behind it? And if your purpose isn't God driven, I mean, even if you're just posting like a fun picture with your friends, um, then what, why are you posting it? You know? So for example, like if I'm posting a picture, I need to ask myself, am I posting this to boast? Like if I go to the beach with my friends and I post a picture, I got to think, am I posting this just to boast that I went to the beach with my friends or to make myself look like the cool girl that goes to the beach with her friends? Or am I posting this just to say like, oh, like I went to the beach with my friends. Like, look how good God is to allow me to be able to have this time with my friends, you know? So I think it's so awesome that we get to use these platforms. But again, Um, we just misuse them because we don't know how to use them. And we also don't think before we speak and we just let all these words flow out and we don't really think like, Hey, like, is what I'm saying like actually helpful and is it kind and would 
like if Jesus was standing right next to me, yeah. would I say it? That's that's good. It's, it's I think what happens sometimes is we just post, and I don't think I mean I, this is in general, not just your generation. This is my my life, and um, you know people that I grew up with, my fam, you know family member. I mean, just people just post to post, and mm-hmm. not really yeah. with a clear goal and purpose in mind. And let's let's talk about this just for I'd love to hear your thought on this because I think sometimes a hard part about being a Christian on a social media world and using your platform could be, you don't want to come across as, Oh, they're just the goody, goody God person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so how do you balance using your social media and that platform to glorify God and not come across like that? I I don't know if that makes sense or not. Yeah. So I think that ties back into pride, which is a really important subject to me. Um, During my quarantine time, when I was very careful about not leaving the house because we were under a stay at home order, um, God really transformed my faith and that he attacked my pride um, and really humbled me. And so I think, you know, definitely what you said ties back to pride. So first and foremost, you know, when I'm putting something on my social media, I have to, you know, like I said, check my purpose um, and think like, is my purpose in posting this to be like, oh, like I want people to look at this and think, oh, she's perfect. And I want people to look at this and be jealous of me in my life. Because I think oftentimes like we actually do post with that purpose and I don't think we mean to, or we yeah. even realize we're doing it. And um, I just think it's really important to check yourself and humble yourself before you post. Yeah. And I'm like blanking on the question. No, that you no, asked that's me. good. No, that, yeah. I mean, that answers the question because okay. I mean, a lot of times it's just, yeah, I think we're talking about balance. Yeah. And I yeah. think that what we want to do is make sure that we are <clears throat> first off as Christians living out what we say we believe as people see us in person and then making sure that that mirrors what we're posting mm-hmm. on social media. And then we're, what we're posting on social media, again, perspective, and it's not a pride thing. It's a thing of humility of saying, God, this, to the extent of this is your post, you know, we mm-hmm. say, God, this is your day. God use my yeah. life. This is your post. These are your words. This is your picture. How do you ever, you want to use this yeah. first off, give me peace if you want me to post it. And then mm-hmm. secondly, use it for however. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean that like everything you post needs to be like, Ooh, here's my favorite Bible verse right now. And here's what God taught me today. I mean, not every post is going to be like that. Like sometimes it's just going to be a picture of your friends and be like, I got brunch with my friends, you know, but, um, yeah, just really thinking like, what's your purpose in posting? And even if it's on a smaller platform like Snapchat, where you may not have thousands of friends, like what's my purpose in posting this? And, you know, if your purpose is prideful, then you need to, you know, stop yourself and think, okay, let me wait for just a second. Because also people will post stuff um, that's very private, especially if they're hurting. And, um, I think that when you are hurting and you go spew your guts on social media, you're just inviting people into your private life because you need healing. And a lot of times healing is something that you should keep private between you and your savior and a couple close friends and mentors. Um, I actually read that in a book. I was just talking to Chase about this before we started, but Uninvited by Lisa Turkhurst is my favorite book. And she talks about how spilling your guts on social media about all your problems and everything you're going to is kind of like 
inviting people into your private need to heal. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely check your purpose before you post. Yeah, I love that uh, challenge. And we, I just want to reiterate, um, you might not write, you might be right now not even thinking before you post. Those of you that are listening, start there. Just start thinking first and then move to a goal and a purpose and a perspective of why uh, you're posting. That's a great challenge, Hannah. Thanks for uh, sharing that. Let's wrap up today uh, uh, on this last question, Hannah, about a major current event of great interest to you right now. And this is always fun to me to hear from those that are on the podcast about the major current uh, event. I might get a little serious on this one. <laughs> but Come on. Right now, um, abortion is something that is really um, just at the forefront of my mind and is really important to me. I am um, pro-life, and it is very important to me um, to be pro-life. And that is um, abortion is something I've been researching more and more every day. It was actually what I used in my onstage question at Distinguished Young Woman um, because I think a lot of I was just talking about social media, but social media gives us very distorted and altered views of the reality of things that are happening in our world and our nation. And one of those things is abortion. The media will spew all this yeah. different junk at you about stuff like that. And um, for me, it's been really because I am so interested in this. It's been very important for me to really look at scholarly sources that are legitimate in their facts and are um, showing legit stuff that is real. And the just what I'm seeing has been absolutely heartbreaking. And our pastor has touched on this a lot and it has really inspired me to know more about it. So it is very important to me right now. And I've been educating myself on it a lot lately. Yeah, well, first off, shout out to the education and the scholarly side of things, because I think sometimes it's easy just to take what media says or what news uh, outlet you watch or what who you follow on a social media site and just take what they say. Um, speak to further about your generation, though, in this topic of being pro-life and abortion. Mm -hmm. What is the conversation like in the hallways or in your friend groups? about this the biggest thing I hear right now is um like oh to some extent it's okay like if the baby is only so many days or weeks old like or in circum in certain circumstances it's okay and the thought of being pro-life is that it's never okay. The thought of being pro-life is that children are alive at conception and a really Another thing is that so many people are talking about um, human rights right now, and I think human rights should also apply to unborn children, because though they are not physical, tangible beings that we can touch, yeah. um, they are real. Yeah. And um, I just think, yeah, I mean, like you said, with the conversation, um, I even have like close friends that they just, they just really don't know what to believe about it. Um, but like I said, they take this distorted stuff off of the media and and they just take it to heart. And um, but right now, what's really heartbreaking is that like at almost like at any stage of the life of an unborn child, you could end its life. Yeah. And the thing is, like if you, like for pro-life people, we believe that children are alive at 
um, conception. It has been scientifically proven that children are alive at conception. And so therefore it is never okay to end their life because they should have rights too. Um, But yeah, like I said, um, so many people in this generation do not get their information from scholarly sources. They just take whatever social media or the TV throws at them. And so they're just like, oh, like, yeah, well, I got that off of Instagram. And also thinking about Um, you know, sometimes you have to put yourself in the shoes of someone that would want to get an abortion, um, and would be in that situation. And, you know, when you look at it from that perspective, it really does change the way you think about it. Um, but I think, I just think in no circumstance, is it okay? Um, and one thing that I hear in the hallways a lot is like, okay, but what if the girl has been raped? Well, 20% of abortions come from women that have been raped. So what does the other 80% account for? Right. Um, So (laughs) that was really deep. I'm not trying to get all, I'm not trying to get all political or anything. Um, But yeah, I think the biggest issue right now for my generation is with um, abortion and pro-life and pro-choice is where we're getting our information from because so many people in my generation are not, getting their information from really anywhere. They're just taking what someone else has said to them or what Instagram has thrown in their face. Yeah, that's a tremendous um, reason and a tremendous um, current event to process. And I'm extremely proud of the stance that you have taken and the conversations that are being had and the way you've, again, going about to get there. Um, And so, uh, Hannah, I can't say enough about uh, just the desire of, taking these current events Mm -hmm. and these are opportunities for you to use going back to question two like being involved in these current events and Mm -hmm. i applaud you for that because i'll be honest with you i at your age and in high school like i i could i didn't know anything about anything going on i mean (laughs) i was just and that's a guy to an extent but still like your generation right now you have a voice and you have an opportunity to to speak and uh, got to be careful about that, what we've already talked about. Yeah. Um, but uh, being educated scholarly scholarly with these current events gives you an opportunity to speak mm-hmm. um, in a way that other people listen versus just people just spatting off whatever they heard uh, recently. And so, uh, again, proud of you for that. Uh, Hannah, anything else you want to talk about today? Uh, no, I think I've spilled my guts and you talked s- way too much. No, <laughs> Hannah, you have done a tremendous uh, job and uh, so thankful for you. Proud of you and your leadership here at our church Thank and you. in our student ministry. And uh, looking forward to the rest of your senior year and uh, the all that God has planned in the days ahead for you. And again, thanks for sharing. Thanks for being honest. Thanks for thanks for having me uh, doing that with us today. And I'd encourage those of you that are listening to um, take to heart the things that you've heard today uh, about uh, just knowing God's right there with you in the moment, knowing that your generation, this generation can make a difference on the social media and be wise about that. And then taking stands where God has clearly made it clear to you and to all the world uh, and through his word, um, in current events, uh, take the stands where he is leading you to take those stands. And so again, thanks for listening. Thank you, Hannah, and look forward to more conversations in the days ahead. And as always love for you to subscribe to our podcast channel, like this podcast and share it so others can experience it as well. Mm-hmm.